0: Divine Truth Assistance Group These group assistance sessions are about putting principles of divine truth into action. This discussion is part of the 2014 Australia Group 2 series. Jesus presents Introduction and Welcome on the 27th of July 2014 in Montcarray, New South Wales, Australia.
1: So, how are you all? You're very nervous, some of you. Why is that? We love you. Everything's going to be fine. Then after I say what I now now will say, you'll probably think that's not the case. (laughs) Yeah. But seriously, we'd love to welcome you here. And uh, myself, Cornelius and Mary, very, very happy to have you with us. And, And of course, Lena and Igor have been spending a lot of time with us, getting everything set up as well. So we've spent a lot of time trying to prepare this for you, along with a lot of other people who have helped. So what I'd like to do first, probably, is after welcoming you and saying, well, it's great that you've come. How many of you thought, I don't know if I'm Good enough to come. How many of you felt that, to be honest? Yeah, why is that? The whole point of this is to help you be better. Right? So if you're already good enough to come, then maybe you shouldn't have come. All right, so That's the first thing we like to say. The, the, this assistance group is designed to help you progress. And to be honest with you, it's designed to help you progress in all of your circumstances and situations. So in, a, in your daily lives, that's the focus of this. Okay. Second thing that's really important to keep in mind is that there's been a lot of preparation in terms of the sequence of what we're going to present to you. Does that make sense? So there's been a lot of preparation along those lines And what we'd like to do, it's been structured in such a way that each day leads to the next day. And each day sort of builds on the last. So hopefully after you've listened to these different presentations and so forth, you'll see the reasoning behind our crazy ideas. I don't think any of them are crazy, of course. But you will see why we've structured the days like we have. So we've structured the days in a way to lead you through All the different things that you need to do really to have a a relationship or a a growing relationship with God. Now many of you we know feel you are stagnant or or stuck developing a relationship with God. So this week should help unstick you if you are sincere. But it depends on how sincere you are as to what you will do in your day-to-day life. But we've been uh, trying to, we've been developing this program for quite a long time. Myself, Mary and Cornelius have got together uh, over the last three months every week and sometimes twice a week developing the program and we're very, very hopeful that it will help you. We do not think we will be running another one of these programs. So this is a unique opportunity that the group last week and the group this week are having because we we don't feel that we will probably feel like doing the same program again we might do a different type of program but it won't be the same as the program we're offering to you this week or the program we offered last week now the program last week and this week are identical with one exception and you know what that exception is all of you (laughs) yeah so obviously the interactions you have with us will have a large bearing on what this program finishes up turning out like we've got some specific material that we'd like to go through with you but how you engage this material will depend very much upon what's going on for you personally and so what we'd like to do is encourage you to really participate like get rid of those nerves you know put them away and or or process them tonight if you need to or whatever and and get into the program tomorrow particularly. You've got plenty of opportunities to ask questions, plenty of opportunity to understand, so, so take those opportunities that we're offering to you. Does that sound all right? One of those opportunities Mary's already mentioned, the personal truth sessions. Be brave and engage some of those opportunities. Right? Rather than just holding back, be brave and engage them. The more you engage this process this week, the more you'll come out of the week understanding. And we're hoping to help many of you understand many of the things that we can observe you do not understand yet about God's way, about the path to God. So we're hoping to help you understand it this week. What's stopping you from having that relationship with God, what the blocks are, what addictions you're in, and all those kind of things will be a part of the program. But also there'll be essential parts of the program about developing a relationship with God, taking responsibility for your life and things like that as well. So we're, we, we feel that it's a really good program, and all the people who came last week really enjoyed themselves. Many of them uh, engaged the process really well, and some of them took four or five days to warm up. We're suggesting take one day to warm up and then get into it. Does that make sense? Because it's no good doing it, taking four or five days to warm up because then there's only two or three days left, and then you know, there's a whole, whole, whole lot of opportunities that you may have wasted in that time. So we suggest to you that you take the opportunities that are available to you. As I said, highly unlikely we'll be doing this again with any groups. So this is a great opportunity for you to engage the process and, uh, and go through this process of gauging this material together. That sound alright? OK. So before we get started, the, besides the fact... Oops, I've already stuffed myself up here. Let's, let's get myself right. Alright, there we now we're right. We're just this is an experiment. Look at that. (laughs) Have you? Have you come prepared to grow in love? I hope so. To be honest with you, if you can't grow in love in an environment like this, it's highly unlikely you're going to do it at home. So so my suggestion is take this opportunity this week to grow in love. And then also take the opportunity as soon as you get home to engage the principles in your day-to-day life. Because what we're trying to encourage everybody to do is to engage every one of these principles daily in their lives so they can continue to grow. We don't want to stay stuck for long periods of time. Some of you have stayed stuck for a while and you know that it's very frustrating, but one of the things you're not yet realising probably is that... um, it's your own fault. <laughs> and there's a reason why you're stuck, and we need to find the reasons. And A lot of the techniques and tools we'll be giving you this week will help you find the reasons why you're stuck. So um, hopefully you've also come prepared to challenge your resistance to the truth and to love. See, this personal truth session is a great opportunity for you to challenge that. Great opportunity. And, and it's a bit, it might be a bit embarrassing doing it in front of a group of people, but, you know, people all around the world benefit from that, not just you. So it's, a, it's an act of love that you give everyone the opportunity to, or give others the opportunity to ask the same question that you're actually asking and then engage the process of learning about that particular thing. So before we continue, though, we've got a, a lot of effort has gone into a lot this obviously, and we we wanted to thank a few people specifically. Firstly, Eloisa Lytton-Hitchens, she was here in the last week's group, she found the venue for us and to be honest it was a difficult process because what happened is we finished up finding two or three venues that would be suitable around Australia, but um, every one of them had a problem with Jesus and Mary. So so this was the only venue that did not have a problem with Jesus and Mary. So that's pretty, it's a pretty unique venue in that regard. Um, and then still have all of the other things we need, accommodation for 80 people, and, and the facilities to do presentations every day and so forth. So this is why we're quite thankful about getting the venue, even though the woolshed's a bit cool, and you'll find it pretty cold sometimes. Last week it snowed up on top of the mountains and it was pretty cold down, <laughs> down here. And so you need to rug up, but. Bear in mind, even when you were very cold, that it was the only place that let Jesus and Mary come. (laughs) It's pretty good. And we'd like to thank Paige and Kerry. All of you had an interaction with Paige and Kerry sometime during this booking process. They've spent a lot of time doing that. And if you would like any of your donations to be passed on to them, you can, if you just, if you if you wrap those donations up with some kind of an envelope or something and put it in our box, we'll be happy to pass along any donations or appreciation that you have for their time doing what they did for you. They did that uh, process of bookings and managing the bookings all the way through until just the last two weeks or so. And then we took that process over. But it was a long, long process for them. So we'd like to thank them for that. Now, Mary's handled pretty much everything other than that um, with regard to the venue and interactions with the venue, even your meals, every one of your meals, Mary has tested. We made up all of the, the entire uh, meal program and Mary actually cooked every one of those meals and moi had to eat such meals. <laughs> right? and, uh, and as a result, hopefully... If my taste buds vary from yours, then we've got a problem. But uh, I'm sure you'll like the taste of most of them, as long as they follow the recipes, which they're pretty close to doing, uh, which they did last week. There was only a few recipes were of offered and I think you'll enjoy most of the meals. So you have Mary to thank for that. Now, not all the recipes came from us. They are just a mixture of all sorts of things we've put together. A lot of the recipes come from us personally, but also from other people. Every one of the recipes that you see this week, including every one of your suppers, are all available on the internet on our website. So under Resources, you'll find a thing called Recipes, and there's every one of these recipes, plus some additional ones uh, there on the website now. Okay. So thank you for Mary for handling all that stuff for us. And Mary is handling a lot of the interaction with the venue as well. During this week and last week, so she's had a fair bit to do in all of the things that she's done. And then there's Lena and Igor, who have helped a lot with the preparation for the venue, uh, for the, not only for the venue, but also preparation of all the technical equipment. We've purchased a lot of different technical equipment. If you're interested, we're probably happy to show you up the back. where There's a video switching unit now. So we've now got four cameras, and each camera and also the projector is also a camera. And all these cameras are all being switched by Igor Life, So it's saving him lots and lots of time. To give you an idea how much time, normally if we had to do a five-camera edit along with two sound channels, it would be taking us around about, for every hour recorded, anywhere up to eight hours of editing. All right? Now, we do for every hour recorded, we do less than an hour of editing with, the, with all this new equipment that we've got. So we have to thank the people who gave us the money to do it. The equipment is very expensive. Just the video switching side of it's around $40,000 mark. And so that, that's been donated by one person. And so we're very happy that those people have donated those funds to allow us to do that. It's now meant, this now means that instead of us doing only four hours a week, which is what all we could do before, if we did four hours a week, the guys had 32 hours of editing to do every week. And you imagine they're sitting in front of a computer for 32 hours straight? It's not that pleasant, right? And so um, we could only ever do a maximum of four hours per week. Now we can do 12 hours a week, and they sit in front of the editing for 24 hours. So they've cut down the editing time, but we can now triple our output as well. So that's been fantastic. So now we can we're doing a lot. We're going to be doing a lot of things with this video switching unit. So all of this session will be recorded. All of last week's sessions were recorded. There's all, 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 a total, I think, is 32 or 34 hours last week were recorded, and there'll be around about that this, for this week recorded as well. And we expect that within four weeks or so, that we'll probably have a lot of that material starting to get uploaded on the net, so you have a complete record of everything that's happened to you. So we'd like to thank the guys for that. hey. Would you like to thank them?? <laughs> And you have to thank me. <laughs> all the technical equipment that you see, I've had to buy, set up and uh, configure and, and basically understand how to work all of it as well. So, so this is for the last uh, about, around about eight weeks, I've worked around 12 hours a day to get this event sorted. Uh, every single day, with the exception of one or with the exception of three of the days, which we did recording for frequently asked questions. So it's been a very busy eight weeks leading up to the the, the event, along with all of the costings of the event and all those kind of things. That all fell on my shoulders as well. So, so that's what I've been doing. That's why you haven't seen much of me <laughs> for for a while. So we've been doing all of these things to try and make this event as as applicable to your life as it possibly can be, but also have some long-term benefit for a lot of other people, not just yourselves who attend. And the more you engage, the more benefit it's going to be to other people who 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 aren't here. Because they'll get to interact, they'll get to feel what you feel, they'll get to see how you feel about different things. If you ask questions, they'll get to be able to listen to those questions, which will be many of the same questions they would have. And we, you know, we can have an interaction which will benefit not only yourselves but anybody who who listens to this program from now on. And that's what we're hoping to achieve through these through this event. So, so we'd like to thank, of course, Mary. Connolly and myself for the for the outlines and everything? So all, I'm a lot of thanking myself. <laughs> and Last but not least, those people who donated for the additional equipment that we actually needed for the event to actually happen, and also for us to then edit the event. See, if if we hadn't had this extra equipment before the event, we're doing around 70 hours of recording for these two events, and it would have taken, Lena and Igor, around 500 hours of editing, right? You divide that by 40 hours a week, so, that's, that's like sitting in front of a computer for, a, for a, what, 12 weeks before it would have got out there. There's an opportunity now with the, way, with the way we're doing it that all of that material will get out in four weeks. So, so you can see that it's been a major saving in time. And that, so, we'd like to thank those people. Thank so, now I'd like to talk to you about something that I feel we need to address right at the beginning. Most of us have come to any belief system that we have from a point of addiction. In other words, the belief systems that we've had, have been, we've imbibed because they fed certain addictions inside of us. So you could call them addiction-based belief systems. Now, if you look at any belief system on the earth, most of them are addiction-based belief systems, that's a fact. Now, that means that the majority of us have addictions, most of which we don't, we're completely unaware of. But they define even what we believe in. Does that make sense? So this is our problem when we come along to an event. Is that we're already coming into the event with all of these addictions that we're wanting to have fulfilled. Wanting to have fulfilled. Even though we don't really even know what those addictions are. Most of us are completely unaware of them. Right? So, so, What's going to happen when our addictions are triggered? That's the real question, isn't it? So for many of us, we've been att- attracted to these addiction-based belief systems because of our past, and because they make us feel good about ourselves. That's what we, why we're attracted. Isn't that why we're attracted to most things? Most things we find attractive because they give us something for ourselves that we want, right? and our addiction-based belief systems give us some. Beliefs about ourselves that we want to have. Right? Many of you have come from that background, right? We're also this we've also got this additional problem, and that is we're addicted to feeling good. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Most of us don't want to feel bad, we want to feel good. So we do things that make us feel good. Right? So that's a problem as well. Now, we're also not da- honest, generally, about the damage that's inside of us, where, where we either harm ourselves or we cause to others. Right? We're not honest about those two things, generally. So, if we add up all of that, and the fact that we are completely unaware or we want to remain unaware, which means that most of us are completely arrogant, right? we want to maintain our current systems, then where does that leave us when we come to an event with nine for nine with nine days of truth? That leaves us maybe a little challenged, and you are going to find yourself challenged, and that's okay. That's what we're hoping to achieve: some form of emotional challenge, some form of stretching, as Mary talked about earlier. I think did she did you mention the rubber band analogy? Oh, you just did it, yeah. And and if if you think of it, if we stretch you a little bit now, and if you're like a rubber band, what's going to probably happen when you go back home? We let go of the stretch, and what's going to happen? You'll go back to the normal place again. Now, we suggest to you that if you don't continue doing what we teach to you this week, that's what will happen to your life. You'll just go back into your normal, run-of-the-mill life again and there'll be very little change in your life. So that's one option. Another option is that you make a different choice. And we're going to talk to you a lot this week about choices. So that's another option, make a different choice. What's the choice? Allow yourself to be stretched but make it permanent somehow. That's the that's the choice, that's a decision you can make. How do you make it permanent? Well, we're going to talk to you about how to make anything that stretches you permanent. But it's going to involve your emotions, trust me, isn't it? It's going to involve your emotional place. So the problem is that for many of us, even our attraction to divine truth is based around our addictions. In other words, we came to divine truth expecting it to meet many of our addictions. How have you found that so far? Not that good? It's not going that good with regard to that? Well, that's good, because God's not going to meet your addictions. God doesn't want a relationship with your addictions. God's, God wants a relationship with your real self. So he's not going to meet your addictions. But what happens when your addictions are triggered? This is my question to you. What, what do you normally do when there's something that you really want and you expect it and you almost have this like... Terrible desperation to get it, and then somebody doesn't give it to you or you don't get it. What do you feel? What do you feel? Cardi, if we come with the mic, just wait for the mic. I feel angry. You get angry? Okay. Who else gets angry whenever your addiction is up there? Yeah, most of us. Okay. So, so what else happens sometimes with regard to addictions? We, we might not get angry, you know, like angry like, you know you, get, you know, you start to feel it inside. You might not express anything, but you're just feeling that. But there's another thing that many of us do before we even get angry. We make out we're not angry, and then what do we do? We go to Rita. And by the way, if I don't know your names, don't, please don't be offended. I'll try to get to know you over the coming...
2: We choose another addiction. What's that? Which is easier available. Like drink something or eat something or so, so chat we, so to somebody revert. about our problems.
1: Yeah, good. So revert to some physical substance. Yeah. In order to
2: to satisfy my unfulfilled yeah. emotions. Yeah. I'm too to avoid to, them.
1: I'm too panicked now. I need a hot dog, or I need <laughs> a burger, or I need a coffee, or I need whatever it is. Yeah. So that's one thing we do. Yeah. It's Catherine, if you just keep your hand up, Catherine, she'll be able to
2: We blame someone
1: else. Yeah, that's a great one, isn't it? You go, yeah, you know, I was going fine until that person came into my life. (laughs) (laughs) After that it's been terrible. That that means it must be that person that's the problem. So we, we do that frequently. Thanks, Sandra. Denial. Denial. That's my is, favourite one. Yeah, yeah, it's to be honest, it's most people's favourite one. Denial. You know, you deny that you're even angry. Yeah, I'm not angry. I just don't agree. And I would call that denial that's formed in resistance. In other words, we are so used to resisting that we don't even get angry about it anymore. We just go, no, I'm not interested in that, I'm not interested in that. And we have no self-awareness or self-analysis as to even why we feel the way we do. This is a problem, right? Now, so these are the reactions you have. So you have resistance. So what we're going to do is encourage you to feel your resistance. Now that means actually feeling it. That doesn't mean just talking about it. It means you feel what the resistance is all about. Now what do we do then? What does the resistance demonstrate? Lack of humility. So you know you're not being humble in that place. Right? So every time you into denial, that's not, that's not humility. Right? Every time you deny there's a problem when your life is already demonstrating there's a problem, that's not humility, right? So we've got to get beyond that point. Resistance projected at myself, Mary or Corney will meet with a warning. You'll get the finger, not, not the way, that <laughs> just one finger, that's warning one, then there's warning two, and then there's warning three, and warning three of resistance means that you cannot ask us another question the entire session, the entire week, does that make sense? Now, we didn't have to do that with a single person last week. Which is pretty good, isn't it? Don't you think? No? But, but the reason why we're saying that is, there's a, there's a really good purpose to this, and that is this. We do not want to waste our time giving responses to people who are already resisting the answer. That is a waste of our time. And if you expect us to waste our time, you've got another thing coming, because we're not wasting our time here. You haven't paid for our time, you've paid for a venue and some meals. (laughs) You haven't paid for our time, we're giving that to you as a gift. We have the choice to remove that gift whenever we wish, based on whether you're resistive or not. Does that make sense? So we're very happy to do that, if that's what's required, for you to see that you're in a place of resistance. My suggestion is, don't go to the place of resistance. Right? Be more open than that. Allow yourself to engage. But if you go into a place of resistance and we have to do So you see You get that? Mary, can you do that too? <laughs> see, she does it a lot better than I do., It's got that cross look to it, hasn't it? But I don't know how to manufacture that, so I can't. So, so that's, the, that's the look. She's got the look na, 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 na. That's the look that we're talking about, right? Once that look is given to you and somebody and this can be in our personal interactions with you, or here in our interactions publicly with you, then after three of those, there's no more interaction with you. You can eat, you can sleep, you can sit in your chair, but you can't ask us a question. Is it fair enough? Yep. Now some of you may have that problem this week, the way you're looking already. So, so my suggestion is to you, look at the resistance that you feel and let yourself feel a bit of it. Okay. So that explains the reason why. After three readings, you'll be asked to be present only. Now, is there
2: any questions about our policy there? Rita I don't have a question about the policy, but I have a question to the resistance. If I'm resistant, then deep down I would know I am resistant, but I don't want to go there, so I am keeping up the resistance. Is that right?
1: Well for a lot of people that's not the case that deep down they don't even know sometimes they're in complete denial of what's really going on in their life now some of you are in that state so that's fine we, we would like to be able to point it out to you we don't mind pointing out to you your resistance if we find after pointing out to you that you're resistive that you are more resistive then yeah, you... Why,
2: why would I want to be more resistive when I I'm don't here?
1: Know. That's you you'll have to answer that for every person, it's different. Why so would you I, want to be?
2: I'm afraid I'm resistive, and then I miss out on everything. You miss so I would miss out on...
1: Yeah, well, that, that might be the case, but, but that'll be directly due to your own resistance.
2: So if someone is resistance, is it better to stop talking and just feel?
1: Well, for the majority of people, my, my suggestion is for them to be honest about their resistance. So you go. You're sitting there and you're hearing something, and you go, "Yeah, I just didn't like that at all." That, that to me is more honest than sitting there and saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep." Yeah. No, no, in there, no, no. But yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. In fact, like the facade, which yeah. is one of the things we'll be talking about, needs to be given up here because we'd like all of you to give up your facade and just be honest about yeah. where you're at.
2: Yeah. Now I get it. It's all about honesty. Yeah.
1: And so, not so, nod your head
2: when you actually think, of oh, the rubbish.
1: Exactly. So so what we'd like to see you do is you go, if we, if, if we point out to you you're being resistive, we would like you to pause, and rather than denying it, we'd like to think about what we said. That's what we would enjoy happening. If you do that, you won't get... What was that look again, Mary? You won't... <laughs> she, she can't do it now. <laughs> I don't know how many of you are going to ever see that look again. And... <laughs> But we won't do that look that you saw before. <laughs> we'll have to get Igor to just replay that somehow later. <laughs> but, uh, but see, it's about allowing yourself to ponder and be reflective, right? So we, we'd, we'd like you to take the opportunity this week to really ponder and be reflective. We're going to encourage a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. Any other questions that you'd like to ask about this resistance policy? Sandra?
0: So when we're in resistance and we're acknowledging, okay, I really don't agree and I really feel angry about it or whatever, do we just feel that feeling of resistance? As in, like, we need to obviously express the anger about the resistance because resistance is about being angry, right? That's how I...
1: Not always. No? Okay. It could be about fear. It could be about addictions not being met. There's all sorts of things that might trigger your anger, certainly. But... There might be all sorts of reasons why a person's resistive. So you, you can't assume these things. We will help you during the week to identify the, the different things that you need to identify to help you through your resistance. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: yeah. But like with everything else, we've got to feel the resistance. You do. Yeah? You, you, one of yeah. the
1: things you'll learn this week is you have to feel everything. Okay. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Thank you. If you want to progress, that is. Yep. Any other questions? Okay. So, you'll only be allowed to observe. What happens though when we get angry? What will be AJ and Mary and Cornelius' policy with you, do you think? Let's have a look. So we'll be allowed, you'll be allowed and encouraged to feel your anger in a loving manner. How do you do that? You feel it, but for most of us, we project it, don't we? We don't feel it. If you project anger at myself, Mary, or Cornelius, you project anger at Lena or Igor, you project anger at the staff here at Riverwood, you know what's going to happen? Have a, have a, have a, have a guess. What do you think might happen? So we go, Marco, down the front here. instant dismissal? Yes, you're dead right. You will be asked to not come to any of the sessions and not have any interactions with us at all, and you will still be able to live in your accommodation, because you paid for that from the venue, and you'll still be able to go and get a meal because you paid for that from the venue, but that's it. Now why do we have that policy? Any ideas? We go to
2: see them. is never acceptable and it's extremely unloving.
1: Well no, anger is acceptable under certain circumstances. <laughs> Remember I've already stated the circumstance. Yeah.
2: Well if we're projecting it at others. Correct.
1: Yes. So if you're projecting it at others, and by the way, that even applies to if one of you is projecting anger at another one of you. Same rules apply. So what are we going to ask you to do with your anger? Feel it, go away, feel it in private, deal with it, and work through the issues as to why you're angry. Now, there'll be times when you get angry this week. That's okay. Do you, it's the way you deal with it that will matter. Does everyone get that? The way you deal with it is what matters. Projecting it at us, that, that's like, I don't know what would that look about, but. If the other look looked like... (laughs) Probably the best look for that is... (laughs) Here we go again, right? For for many of us, this is what we do. We get into angry places and we project it at other people. You think about your day-to-day life. How many times do you still get angry with other people rather than owning it and working your way through the feeling? It's fairly common, so this is something that we do need to work on if we're ever going to become more loving people. Um, you.
0: Um, is there a warning system for the anger? No,
1: no warning system.
0: So you won't go up to somebody and say you're projecting anger, you need to go no, away and deal with it? we're him. not
1: going to do that. Okay. <laughs> why?
0: I don't know, it's freaking me out.
1: <laughs> can, you, can you think of a good reason why we wouldn't do that? What, what does God do with your anger? Do you, does God say, That's, that was one? That was two, that was three. No, God just doesn't interact with you when you're in that state. Right? When you're in a state of the projection of anger at his other children or at God, God does not interact with you. Right? God wants you to feel it. When you feel it, that's different. But when you just project it, when you live in it, when you're in a rage with somebody, God doesn't interact with you. We're going to do the same thing. and we're not going to give you any feedback about it aside from you're angry and you're not going to be here now. The reason why we've done that is because in the past, you know what we've done? We've put up with people being angry over and over and over again with us, and you know what we've found? That those people just like being angry all the time and they never deal with anything. And we're saying to you, this time you're going to have to think about it before you start getting angry. You're going to have to consider what the ramifications are going to be before you start getting angry. You're going to also have to take a lot more ownership with it and go and take yourself away and feel it rather than dumping it on other people, which is very unpleasant. It's an attack upon another person that's unpleasant. It's time you saw it as an attack upon other people when you stopped. Does that make sense? And this is why we want to take this step. We want to help you overcome your addictions to getting enraged with other people rather than feeling your own anger. And we feel the only way we can do this is by making this rule, if you like. And besides, we're giving a gift. We don't deserve your anger. Right? We've given you, we're giving you our time for nine days. We don't deserve your anger. No matter what we say, we don't deserve your anger. Right? You will find we won't be angry with you no matter what you dump on us. So so don't be angry with us, is what we're saying. Sound alright to you? Yeah? I hope so. Because that one's not much of a warning system there. And that applies to the staff, the other participants, and any person who's done this will not be allowed to stay in the group. All right? We also feel it's a protection for you. You want to you want to be in a safe environment. Where you can feel your emotions without having other people dump on you what they feel, right? So, how do we achieve that? By making this one rule for everyone. Okay. Now, there's two other things that I haven't included in my slides, and that is there's two other things we notice in this group that is specific to this group. Many of you are spirit influenced to quite an excessive degree we would like to you to consider the influence that you're under this week. And we would also like to say that we reserve the right to remove a person who we feel is far too influenced and far too having far too much impact on the rest of the group. Does that make sense? If you are a person who is easily spirit influenced, my, our suggestions to you are listen carefully to day number three, if you get that far, and, and day number four, right, of our presentation, but particularly day number three. Day number three is all about addictions. If you want to survive this course until day number three at least, there's a pretty good chance you'll get the rest of the way. Does that sound all right? The second issue I'd like to discuss with you that's unique to this group is the amount of sexual projection coming from this group. Is quite intense, both from men and women. Now, Corney, Mary and myself don't appreciate sexual projection from other people other than our soulmates. If you find yourself sexually projecting at any of us and we catch you doing it, we will probably have a chat with you about it. But if we find you continually doing it, we feel that that's an encroachment of our own privacy and we will probably ask you to not come to the sessions. Does that make sense? Again, what we suggest to you is if you have a problem with sexual projection where you project sexually at another person in order to get something back from them, then we suggest to you that you have a good sit-down about that tonight and tomorrow morning and try to work out how you're going to deal with that particular feeling. Does that make sense? So can you do that for us? There are two specific issues for this group, and some of you might like to put down on the personal assistance how to deal with those issues, because we'd be happy to help you address those issues. Is there any questions about that? It sound like you've been read the riot out now, or is it <laughs> Rita?
2: Is it just sexual projections? towards Mary and you or is it also sexual projections among group participants? If
1: you want to sexually project at other people here and they want to accept it, well that's up to them. I feel both of you are in addictions doing it, Uh but how you deal with that is between yourselves. But in terms of us, we know what we want. Mm -hmm. So we're not controlling what you desire to do between yourselves. What we're, control- what we're attempting to do is to say to you, we do not welcome sexual projections towards ourselves.
2: And people who sexually project towards both of you, they would usually know that.
1: Well, I don't agree with that, Rita, no. You, th- you seem to think everybody already knows what they're doing and I don't agree with that at all.
2: No, I think other people always know and I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody hardly knows. This is something you're going to have to consider When we raise the issue with you, we will give you the opportunity, we will raise the issue with you, but you will just need to feel about what the underlying reasons why you do it is. That's what we would encourage you to do. And we'll even show you how to do that over the coming days. Does that make sense? So all of these different things we'll show you how to resolve over the coming days. The key is to engage the process with us. But there are certain things myself, Mary and Cornelius don't appreciate and these anger is one of them and sexual, pro, sexual projections are another and spirit-influenced people taking control of this group and taking it somewhere completely different to where we want it to go, that's another, right? And what we're saying is we've got a very good program organised for you. We want to stay on course and unless there is a large number of people here who, who we feel needs help in a certain area, we won't be going down that area. We'll be staying on the course because we feel the program will help you in your day-to-day life to work out and work through your own issues. Does that make sense? That's the purpose. Okay. So, what's our reaction to your lack of love? Well, I feel we're here to grow in love. So everyone has an opportunity to display love to one another, love to the venue, love to the presenters, love to Lena and Igor, love to each other. You've all got an opportunity to love here. It's a great opportunity. Given that the purpose is to grow in love, we're going to address you immediately if we notice unloving things. Would make sense, wouldn't it? If we notice them, we'll try to address them. Now, if it turns out there's 500 unloving things happening in a day, it's highly unlikely that we're going to be able to address every one of them. So don't think that just because you got away with one of those unloving things today that it meant that you, it was actually loving. But what we're trying to do is just use our time with you as best we're able to help point out to you what's going on in terms of love. Does that make sense? That's the purpose, that's the reason why we're here. So what are your reactions to us? going to be us. Well, you know what we've found a lot of the times is that whenever we've spoken the truth to people in the past sooner or later they get they there's something that happens to them where they just they just become overcome with negative response to what we're talking to them about and they get very very angry and bitter and at that point many of them become overcloaked with spirits and we never see them again. And you know we've spoken to tens of thousands of people And yet, many of them never see us again. And some of those people are even like attacking us on the internet, lying about it, you know, doing all these different things. And why? Because they've been personally upset by something we said. That's why. So, our suggestion to you is if you're personally upset with something we said, instead of going on a great big song and dance that demonstrates your true condition, how about you ponder and think and wonder about why you feel so angry and upset and work your way through things that way. Now some of you will not believe in what we teach after this seminar. You just won't. We're hopeful that it won't be any of you, but some of you it's going to affect that way. Okay? That's okay. We're happy. You will feel hurt about our personal comments understand that our personal comments are not to attack you, they're here to try to help you. Right? And we're not going to try to attack you. We don't have any intention of doing so. We want to help you progress towards God. That's the reason why we're here. But we understand that some of you won't feel that way. That some of you will feel unfairly dealt with and so forth. And that's okay to us. We're not going to change how we do things just because you feel that way. Okay. So, if someone even believes that corny's corny is corny, because you know sometimes corny feels a bit like he's not corny, even to me sometimes. Like I, I remember the man I remember him to be is not the man he currently is, and the man he remembers me to be is not the man I currently am, and the man Mary remembers me to be is not the man I currently am, and the same goes for Mary because we're all growing, we're all works in progress we're all working through things. Does that make sense? But many of you will go away from here going, oh, I don't believe Jesus would have ever said that. I don't think he would have ever told me that or Corny would have ever told me that or Mary. If that's okay, that's okay with us. But what we're saying to you, these are some of the things that you may feel after this session. Our suggestion if you feel that way is to look back at the triggering or the, or the point where things changed for you, because in that point there's going to be some of your very raw emotions. That's what we would suggest for you to do. But many don't do that, of course, and they just get angry and bitter and off they're gone and we've never seen them again. And we've had many, many people, even close friends, who never see us again because of a point where we've said something to them, they asked us a question, we gave them an answer, which was direct and to the point and given in love, but from that moment on, they've disliked us and they've never seen us again. So we've had many people do that to us in our lives. When I say many, many thousands of people do that in our lives. And we're not going to stop saying the truth just because you might do that. Does that make sense? We want to have an honest interaction with you. And that means we want to be honest about what's there. Okay? And if you can engage that in a really positive way, you're going to benefit immensely from this group. Okay. So where do we go from here? Isn't that the real point? Like, we've got nine days together. Nine days isn't long, right? Is it? Like nine days out of your life. Let's say. Let's say you do. You live eighty years on Earth. Nine days out of that, those eighty years. Not very long, is it? So, how, how is this going to benefit you? It's not going to benefit you if you just come to nine days and that's it. What we, t- what we go over the next few w- weeks with you, at least week and a bit with you, and it won't benefit you at all unless you engage the process in your day-to-day life. So, the real question is, am I going to apply what I've learned? If you can't do it here, then I suggest to you, it's probably unlikely you'd be able to do it anywhere else. <laughs> If you can't do it in an environment where everyone's being truthful, everyone's being honest, and the people who are leading you are trying to help you into a process of being self-analytical and so forth, then it's highly unlikely that you're going to be able to do that anywhere else. So this is a great opportunity to break through any barriers you have to doing those things. Does that sound alright right with you? So are you going to engage this with me, with us? Yeah? That would be wonderful. Like... We'd just just love to see that, right? Yeah. We we are very, very keen on what's going to happen over the next nine days. This is material that myself, Mary and Cornelius have had to personally apply in our day-to-day lives every single day. You're going to get a bit of a taste this week and into next. You're going to get a bit of a taste of what we do every day, Every day of our lives. And hopefully, what we're hoping is that you might engage the same process every day for yourselves. But we don't control your will, and we have no desire to do that. We would like, we want to see people grow towards God, but only if they want to. And we're even going to talk this week about how do you get to want to? How do you develop the will to want to, even? We're going to talk about that. But we're not going to force you. And we don't want to force you. We just want to provide some encouragement and some truth. And then give you the opportunity to do what you want to do. Does that sound good? Yeah. That's what we'd like to do with you. Is there any questions you have? Everyone's fine with that? Okay. Just a quick rundown. Tomorrow, the discussions are going to be about yourself, understanding yourself. Oh, no, sorry, they're not. That's the next day. Tomorrow... <laughs> I'm, getting my, I'm already thinking where one day started. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about developing your will to change. All right. So there'll be three talks provided to do that. One will be myself, one will be Cornelius, and one will be Mary. The next day will be about understanding yourself, understanding your facade and your hurt and your real self. All right, so that will be our next day. The day after that we'll be focusing on your addictions, we'll be looking at how addictions work. Now, you'll find many of you will really connect to that day. If you allow yourself, you'll really feel all the you know, addictions starting to stir up that day. We'll talk to you about how to recognise them in relationships and how to challenge them. And then the next day after that, we'll talk to you about repentance and forgiveness, two very, very important processes and understanding those kind of processes. Make any sense? Then we'll have two days' break, or one day break, sorry, and then two days of regurgitating your homework from those three days of sessions, or four days of sessions that we have. the first four days, we'll have the one day break, and then two days getting your feedback about what you learned through that process. And then on the last day, we're focusing you on developing your relationship with God, how to build faith, how to build your will. And how to pray. So that's our basic process, our basic structure for the entire week. In amongst that, we'll be, as Mary talked to you about, we'll be having personal truth sessions to help you focus in and hone in on the different areas that you might be struggling with. And we'll also be having group sessions where I give you very specific feedback for those who have asked. You've got to ask. If you don't ask and write it down, you will not receive. Does that make sense? So there's the lists up the back, don't forget those, where you can write down your name and write down the specific question you would like to ask, what you would like to ask about. And we'll do some of those up here at the front, if you're willing, and then some of them will be done between here, myself, and the audience directly. So that will be the basic structure. Then on the last night and myself and Fabio will be back. He, he was here last week, he'll be back next week, and we'll give you a concert, just an impromptu concert. Sound all right? Yeah. So we'll actually be doing it with a karaoke system, so you'll be able to sing along with us and dance and all those kind of things on the last, week, on the last night. That sound all right? Other evenings, we will be choosing some specific uh, movies that you may wish to watch and you don't have to watch them, it's up to you, that'll be between 5 o'clock and 7 o'clock in the evening. All of our programs Mary mentioned, supper will be at 7 o'clock, and all of our programs will finish before 7 o'clock. So you all have time to have a bit of time in the evening to reflect and do some homework, and you'll have time in the morning to do homework as well. Okay. So how are we feeling about that? we will be right. We've tried to structure it in such a way that you've got time for yourself and time together in the group and time to eat your meals and nothing's in a rush. So you'll find we have our meals at 9.30 in the morning, except for tomorrow morning, remember, it's 9, but normally it's 9.30. You've got 9.30 to 10.30 and then there's another half an hour break before we start. This is so you don't have to rush. You, don't, you can slow everything down and feel about things. So don't rush around in a panic. Don't make a whole heap of work for yourself. You've got your meals cooked for you. You've got someone cleaning your, your place for you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to answer phones. You don't have to do anything other than focus on yourself for the entire week. So focus on yourself for the entire week. Focus on what love would do for the entire week, even loving yourself. That's why we structured it this way. So we'd like to, we're looking forward to this tomorrow. We'd like to see you bright and early at 11 o'clock. Does that sound bright and early to you? <laughs> so half the day's gone, right? So, so 11 o'clock we'll be starting. As Mary recommended, try drinking two litres of water in the morning before breakfast. Remember, brekkie's 9 o'clock, so two litres before brekkie. See how that goes down. Many of you will struggle with that. Then, then at 11 o'clock we'll start our sessions and, uh, and from then on you'll see you'll be in our very, very harsh and bitter and twisted hands. <laughs> no, it's not like that at all. Our very loving and kind and considerate hands, you'll be, you'll be in there. All right. So what's the time now? It must be about nine. Is that about right? 9.15. Okay, so sorry about that. Me talking too much again? You'll find that might happen a little bit over the coming week. Um, If you as a group feel overstretched at any point, we would like you to let us know. Because what we'll do is we'll have a break every time that happens. But we're not going to let you stay in that state very long. Because we want to stretch it, right? So, but if you find it's just too much, then there's some things in the understanding self day that you may find pretty hard to understand. And, uh, and that day, last week, we had to have a break for a few hours. So if you find that's going on for you, let us know, and we'll try to structure things in such a way to help you over that hump, and just so we can still focus on the material. So we're not going to be hard with you or any of those kind of things. We are going to be firm about issues of love, but we're not going to be harsh with you. We're not going to punish you for anything. But we are, when it comes to anger, we've set our, we've set our rules, what our rules are. We, we've set our rules about resistance, and we're going to stick by them. So we'd just like to, to remind you of those things. We feel we need to do that out of love for ourselves and also love for you. And so we'd like you to remember those things. Okay. I love to see all your smiling faces. Uh, Kind of enjoy this week, I think. And you'll have to get used to our uh, bad sense of humour. Most of you don't know we have a terrible sense of humour. This soul, yeah, this one. That soul over there might be a bit better. But this soul's got a wicked sense of humour, and you'll have to get used to that. We also, um, we'll be doing a lot of work outside of these sessions. We've got to copy a lot of material. We copy 600 gigabytes of data every day from cameras and everything. So we may not, outside of the sessions, we may not have much time to spend with you. right? So we have our dinner, set, dinner times with you. Um, we, we will probably, myself and Mary, probably won't be with you at breakfast because we don't eat uh, very complicated breakfast and... The breakfast here is much more complicated than what we would normally eat. So um, during those times we're normally copying data and getting things ready for the day. So we will probably see you around 10, and we'll probably uh, see you not much beyond 5 in the evening for ourselves. And that's not to say Corny will do the same thing. He's got different circumstances to ourselves and he doesn't have to do the copying. So. <laughs> Um, but I've got to do a lot of things one day, otherwise the next day doesn't get recorded. Does that make sense? So we've got to do these things. They're just what I'd classify as maintenance things we've got to do each day in order for the program to run. But in amongst all that time, you'll have plenty of opportunity to engage us. So feel free to do that. Now, many of you are new faces that I've not met before or we've only briefly met. So don't, don't be afraid to come up, introduce yourself. I'm sorry if we don't remember your names initially, or, or even when we're pointing you out in the audience, because we don't you know we, we, have, we have 80 people's names to know, and you've got three. So I think you might find that more dif- more easy than we will that process. So don't be offended, but don't be afraid also to speak up. Does that sound good: Yep, you Same. Um, will there be opportunity tomorrow to submit questions or does it have to be done tonight? And you'll have an opportunity the entire week to write down questions there. Um, so what a lot of them found last week was that initially they were a bit, all a bit afraid. So the first day there was probably only five or six questions on there. But after we did one session and everyone thought, oh, gee, Jesus is a lot more loving than they expected, right, which is what they thought. Um, they then had lots of questions, and we finished off having seven pages of people listed. <laughs> I think there was something like every single person, I think, pretty much had asked the question. And what it turned out is that we had some at, at, at the front, some of them we did personal, true sessions at the front, and others we had to do it, you know, directly to them in, in a group session where, and there'll be a number of group sessions this week, where for about 45 minutes, I would just go from one person to the next person the next person the next person and talk about their question, one after the other, a couple of minutes each. Does that make sense? There are times, you know, last week we found that there were people who had questions that sort of surrounded some fairly large issues that we've had to explain on the board, a bit more detail, so that can also occur. So take the opportunity yeah, to write down the questions. And also, you're not limited to one. So if you want to ask three different questions... We're happy to try to fit them in if we can. Last week we managed to do, I think we managed to do seven or eight sessions sitting down the front and, and the rest we did two long sessions with the audience, um, specific with specific questions in the audience. And we're hoping to do more of that this week. So hopefully we get to do another eight to ten with people sitting down the front and two or three sessions with the actual audience with questions and answers. Thank, yeah, you, thank you very much. Yeah. Hello,
0: um, Can I ask what you have for breakfast? Like what, what I
1: have for breakfast? just yeah. That's all I have. Yeah.
0: So did you think like that?
1: We, 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 as Mary's pointed out to you before, we drink two litres of water, and we do that usually between six and seven, and then we go for a walk. Um, so we normally go for an hour's walk. We do a bit of a hill climb up this There's a hill nearby you'll find, and... So in between sort of 7.30 to 8.30, 9 o'clock, you'll probably find us up there. And then uh, we come back and generally uh, we then have some fruit. Um,
0: so you do the walking first. Yeah, we have then two
1: then litres then. of water yeah, before we go anywhere. And, uh, and then we normally mm-hmm. have another litre of water um, before we come to, your, to sessions. That's what we do in the morning. So by eleven o'clock, we've already drank three litres of water, and then we usually drink the last two litres of water of our day over the next six seven hours.
0: And then, like you don't eat anything until.
1: No, until four o'clock. o'clock. Yep. Sometimes we have a smoothie, like a banana smoothie or something like that, um, as a part of breakfast. But yes,
0: I like I, that's all. I, I have fruit for breakfast at home. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, I'm just not as hungry as I used to be.
1: No, that's right. It's funny what addictions do when you start getting rid of some of them. You don't feel hungry anymore.
0: Like, like, tonight I was starving.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, you guys are going to find that you you go first day, yeah, I'm pretty good. Water in the morning, yeah, that was a bit off. You'll find find two litres of water in the morning, and then if you drink a third litre before you begin with the session... Every, every half an hour, it's going to be like, when am I getting my break <laughs> to go? It'll be like that for a few days. Your body takes a bit of time to catch up with the amount of water you're drinking. And then once you get beyond that point, you'll find that there's certain things, that, there's certain days where you'll just feel like eating everything, like anything. And there is a kiosk out there that would do burgers for you and they'll do... Honestly, some of you will feel like going to get some hot chips and a burger and a nice cuppa and, and those kind of because you'll feel like doing it. Just notice what you're doing and notice what in that day caused you to feel the way you did. That's what we suggest. When we eat home, this is how we normally eat is we have four to five litres of water every day, we have fruit in the morning, and we have at, at four o'clock generally or around that time, We we're usually a bit earlier for us, we have a salad with some nuts. Right. And then maybe once a week we'll have a cooked meal if it's cold or whatever, um, but it's fairly rare. And that's what we'd prefer to eat. So what you're eating this week is not what we would normally eat, but many of the dishes are bits and pieces of what we'd normally eat. So you'll see, a, we've called it a rainbow salad. Well we love that and we we'll eat that three times a week. Right. But just the salad, not with anything else. We're not trying to force you into eating what we eat, what we thought we'd do this week, and what uh, what Mary has done is prepared a meal outline which gives you a taste of what it like what it's like to prepare good vegan meals that are either cooked or uncooked. Does that make sense? Yeah. So,
0: can can I just like cuz my sons are at me all the time that I don't eat enough, I'm never going to get enough protein now with my diet. Sorry, I'm not hearing you. Really. Um My sons are at me all the time that I'm not going to get enough protein because they see what I eat, and it's like you can't exist on that. So, you a handful of nuts you're saying is enough protein for a person to live
1: on? Well, it's does a cow eat meat?
0: No, but I'm not meaning meat. It's like
1: no, no. We're answer the question. Does a cow eat meat? No. So how does it build muscle?
0: It eats a lot of grass. I don't know. Yeah, but it eats
1: grass. So, what's in the grass? Do you know? No. No. What's in the grass is amino acids.
0: But like I've sort of like I researched into what I should be doing, and you like combining the amino acids, and you think that's all not necessary. No.
1: What's necessary is you change your soul. That's what's necessary. When you change your soul, all of the other problems... This is one thing you'll learn this week. Many of you are eating like very rigid diets and you're, you're doing a lot of rigid things and some of you are still having pills and different things that you need to do to cope with your pains and aches and so forth, but you're not understanding that all of your pains and aches and all of the problems in your body are all caused by something that you've got in your soul still. Right? And you need to understand that if you really want to progress, and you will stop focusing on the physical and you'll start focusing on, this, on your soul. That's what you will do. And that's what we're hoping to help you do this week. To start focusing on your soul. But you
0: can't do it back to front though, can you? It's like, you know, when you've dealt with something, you automatically do it? Is that what you're saying? Or well, can you true. do it the other way around? That's
1: true, but that's not what most of you are trying to do. Most of you change your diet before you fix the reason why you've changed the diet.
0: Mm. And we're
1: suggesting we stop doing that and instead fix the reason why you feel you have to change the diet and do something about your soul because it's all about your soul. Some of you have illnesses and sicknesses, yes? Some people we know have had cancers and all sorts of things and they haven't fixed their soul. It doesn't matter what you do physically, what you do in your soul is going to affect your life. And it's going to affect your body. And, and you, every pain in your body is a complete reflection of what you're denying in your soul. Every physical ache and pain, the fact that we're growing old, the fact that we feel sick, the fact we feel get diseases, the fact you know that we get colds, flus, all these different—they're all caused by our soul. We need to start seeing that God made a perfect system. God made a perfect body. Your body is perfectly telling you what's wrong in your soul. Right now, it's telling you what's wrong in your soul. Stop focusing on the physical and start focusing on what's in the soul. That's what we're doing with you this week. The meal program that Mary's developed is just to show you what's available in terms of how things taste, and you're going to find there's some really lovely food, right, that's all about the combination of taste, but none of it's going to fix what's in your soul. You'll enjoy the meals, hopefully, but it's not going to fix what's in the soul. Focus on your soul. This week, that's where your focus needs to be. On your soul. And by on your soul, I mean on your emotions, on the feelings that you have inside of yourself that cause you to feel a certain way and that cause your body to react the way it does. That's what I would focus on this week. Is there any other questions about that? So you've got very tasty meals this week and... Many of you, you'll have enough, you'll have enough food. You don't need to worry about that. There's plenty of food. I think the last group said there was plenty of food. They didn't go without food. But, honestly, what you eat is not what you are. It's what's in your soul that makes you you, what you are. And that's what we need to address. Does that sound alright? Come prepared to rug up. You can see that it gets pretty cool. It's already starting to get cold now, even with the heaters on. Trust me, it's been a lot colder than this the last week. So um, you want to rug up, make sure you're comfortable. And we hope to see you tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 11 o'clock. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>